This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Good evening. I feel like we're like going on like the Haunted Mansion ride. Right? Good evening. Welcome to the Haunted Mansion. So lots of sports, but not a lot of sports. Like there's things, but they're not things. There's all things. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird week in sports. It's a weird week generally. Uh as a reminder for any new listeners, I am Muff, the original degenerate of gambling on this show. Indeed. I'm Jim, the Ohio Homer. Oh, doesn't that come into play this week? But the Ohio Homer. Oh, gosh, here we go. Here I'm is. Alex, the medical degenerate. This is for stuff with Jim and Muff, plus Alex. I don't know. We have to, we got to figure that out at some point for you, Alex. And Alex. TBD. Uh, today is Monday, June 27th, 2022, and this past week, we received our first negative blowback from, I'm going to call it from fame, because we had... What? What? Oh, um, yeah. Yep, this happened. We did. We had a, a, we had a reel taken down on Instagram due to copyright issues. First time. How long have we been doing this? Three years? Two years? Two and a half. Two and a half that means someone saw us as a threat. Oh, mm-hmm. And we know who it was. Yeah. So we, Alex, you can include yourself or exclude yourself from this. Find out afterwards. From the Sports Stuff with Jim Muff Enterprise, have only one thing to say, and that's that we're going to keep doing the beanbag bop up and down your block, Jack Hartman, bop, bop. Yep. We're oh. coming for you, Jack. Nate, the originator of the beanbag bop. We need to get him on here. I think he needs to uh, retort back to old Jack Hartman. Maybe we need to send something to We tried to plug him. We try. Yeah. I mean, you can't be getting that much right from his other sources, so you might as well take it where you can get it, you know? Yeah. Beanbag bop. Bop, bop. As always, remember you can follow us at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter, Sports Stuff with Jim Ambersand Muff on Facebook and YouTube. Subscribe, comment, rate, review. Do all the things to keep us moving in the correct direction. Anything, did I miss anything, Jim? You always you always have one thing that I forget. No, I think you did good this time. I'm pretty proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. As we said, we have lots of things to chat about in all the sports and all the things around the sports this week. Uh, Clay Thompson had a day during the Warriors NBA championship parade. I feel like there's always yeah. something from these parades now. There is. Like there's always one person. Did you see uh, Steph's daughter got like a marriage proposal? Did not see that. The one? She's like 10. The little one. Cool. But it was from another little 10-year-old. Oh, well, as long as it's from another 10-year-old, that's fine. Yeah. It was kind of cute, but kind of like, and she was kind of like batting the eye back at him. It was like 10-year-old puppy love. And Steph didn't really do anything about it. it was was it like, a random stranger or was it like another player's 10-year-old? It was another stranger. It was a stranger. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if it was like another player's 10-year-old, like maybe they're like buddies, you know. No. It was like a fan that said, will you marry me? Or whatever his daughter's name is, with a sign up. 
I it was know. awkward, but not awkward. It was it's like okay because it was a little kid holding it, right? It also, kind of weird because you know his dad wrote that for him, so. right? <laughs> I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Thank you. Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals are nearing their end. Yes, as we're recording, Game Six is underway. The I'll just do my hockey. We'll just drop the hockey update now. Okay. The uh, Colorado Avalanche are leading the Tampa Bay Lightning three to two. And they are in Tampa Bay tonight, a.k.a. Sunday night, for game six. Now, fun fact here. I'm going to drop my fun fact, too. Mm -hmm. If Tampa Bay pulls off the Stanley Cup win, like wins the whole thing, it'll be the first time since 1942 when the Toronto Maple Leafs came back from a, really, it was a 3-0 to game deficit for them. But this will be like the only time that either 3-0 or 3-1 since 1942 that a team's come back to the Stanley Cup Finals. (laughs) So I'm still rooting for Colorado, I think, because I really don't want Tampa Bay to win again. But fun fact, if they do win. Cool. There we go. All right. Uh, That's hockey. (laughs) That's hockey talk. We'll we'll talk about it later, maybe. An an additional update later on in the show. The offseason heats up again on and off the field. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, The PGA finds money to compete against Live Golf. Just poof, money. I was gonna say, wait, they didn't find it. They like yeah. pulled it out of the out of the coffers. Like, okay, guess we're gonna have to use this. Yeah, you know, opened up the rainy day fund. That's, right, that's it. Ah, uh, and some school in Ohio trademarked an article of the English language. Yeah. More to come on that later. <laughs> the school. No, it's not the <laughs> school. It's not the school. You, you you only have this like prowess within the state of Ohio, Jim. Just so you know. Uh, Okay. It's the not, school in the Big not, Ten. Let's be honest. The Ohio State University isn't nearly as good as like the Notre Dame. Just kidding. Old, oh, old, okay. old callback. Right. We'll see. I think Notre Dame's probably worth more money in the end. As an institution. Mm. As an institution. I think that's going to be a fan poll. That's a that's a lot of. I think this is a like a fact that we can find. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't what know are we that. weighing it on? It's How a private much? school. I bet they have a whole lot more money sitting there. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to so say. So we're saying actual funds on hand. Is that what we're saying? We are saying as an institution who has a larger endowment. I'm going to say okay. their name is. All right. Yeah. Okay. But I thought like worth more in what terms? Endowment. Isn't that how you judge it? But like marketability, does that get put into play? Uh, pretty sure Notre Dame, I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say Notre Dame has more marketability than oh, Ohio State, okay. but they are they are up in that echelon in my mind. An article posted in USA Today on October 13, 2021, the question was, which college athletic department has the most money? And number one was Oregon. Uh-huh. Nike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 391 million. And number two was Ohio State. At two hundred and thirty-three million. No, that, that's athletic. That's department. outrageous. That how much money, money? How much money Oregon has? Like, oh yeah. Compared to everybody. But does it matter? Like you're still not good. I take that back. They're good sometimes, but. Well, that means uh, Ohio State wins that round. Well, that yeah. that's just in athletics. That's like part of the pie. But, and I then you got to figure the NFL players that come out of high. See, it's it's a it's a weighed scale here. That's no. if that's if they're giving back. You don't know. Let's get out of the intro. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, We, in this case, more so me, has uh, a semblance of tie to fame this week 
uh, one of my high school friends who I still keep in touch with mother had a dog that won best in breed at the Westminster Kennel Club dog show. My cousin's third brother. My cousin's third brother. Uh, all I'm going to say is that West Alexandria, Pennsylvania, my hometown was on the screen because that's where the dog came from. Well, there we go. Now it's got two things, muff and a famous dog. And it's not Benji. Uh, Lastly, amidst all that's going on within the country right now, uh, let's at least call attention to and celebrate the fact that this past week, Title IX celebrated its 50th year anniversary, uh, bringing equity to women in educational settings, including sports. Uh, and fun fact, again, the person who was a part owner of said dog at the Westminster Kennel Club, that person, again, my high school best friend's mother's sister was actually the first female basketball player basketball player to receive a full ride at Penn State as part of Title IX. And then for those playing the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, muff edition. Well, did you hear that one of my best friends, best friends, mom, won a dog show? That's what I'm going to start saying. Yeah. Didn't But muff's a lot closer. Congratulations to the woman and her dog and and his sister. They have some strong... uh, And her sister, yeah. Her sister. Oh, her sister okay. it's one of my friend's mother and then my friend's mother's sister oh, the, okay. my baloney yeah. had a first name well jim the think West think i'm a little bit closer to this than you know you are to an institution in the state of ohio that uses the before it i'm literally 20 miles what are you talking about and miles. the pirates are 29 <laughs> and 43 did they get swept this weekend i don't remember if they got swept but they definitely lost they lost the first yeah, two in the series. Yeah, they lost today, so yes. Hashtag Where do they stand in the standings there? Not, not very high. They're, I think they're better than like five or six teams in yeah. the league still. They're not the worst. They're not, not the worst. Bad. They're better than the Reds. They're better than the Cubs. I'll take it. For that's now. For now. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're like middle of the road and central. You never know. Maybe this is the year that they actually get hot after the All-Star break. Better than the Nationals. They play the Nationals in the next series. Better than Oakland. Uh, better than Kansas City. So there's five teams. Got it. You're better than they're better than a handful of teams, guys. Well, I I get that, but you know, there's a lot of teams that are better than a handful of teams and things. Does make them good. Don't call it a comeback. We will but not. It's the Pirates, so like we got to weigh our expectations here. We are only what sixty-ish games into the season. We we need to temper temper the enthusiasm a Fair lot. Enough. That's the intro. You know what time it is? The off season. Oh, we're getting closer and closer. I honestly wanted to steal that from you just to see what you would do when you were like, you know what time it is, and I was going to be like, the off season. Do you do think? Right. Do you hold on? Do you think, Alex, is. if you did that, would Jim go harder? Oh yeah, it would be a competition to one of us had like a freaking an, an aneurysm, aneurysm, or somebody's cleaning up some doo doo. The weirdest. I know that no one can see this, and this is not good like audio, but the sky is so weird right now. It's like starting. Yeah, this, there's a storm coming your way. Yeah, and it's like this weird yellow. It looks like everything outside is sepia. Is what sepia, you know, like that that color, like that brownish color you put on a picture. It's a shit storm. That's what's coming your way. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Sorry. All right. Prefaced, NFL time. Prefaced by Jim's. If I disappear suddenly, I've lost power. So God bless. Uh, 72 days to NFL football. Get excited. 72 days. 72 days. Let's go. Uh, wow. Start out with T's and P's. Tony Goose Saragusa, most known for his work with the Ravens and doing some crazy sideline reporting, has passed away. I this this one struck. This one hurt. I hmm. the goose, the goose, the goose. Yeah, I, I was not. You didn't think this I was, was like for this. part of Top Gun, did you? No. Okay. Which I, I, I love Tony Saragusa. Yeah, me too. He was like, in my mind, he he was like a decade or two too late because he yes. could have been like a John Madden type. Oh, but, absolutely. But then, you know, we just we can't have John Madden only survived because he was John Madden before John Madden was like not supposed to be what you were doing. Right. But T's and P's. Also, another Ravens family member. Hey, man, the Ravens had a rough one. Jalen Ferguson, linebacker, died also. T's and P's to to Jalen Ferguson and and his friends and family. Wow. Fitzmagic officially retired from the NFL. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Muff? Officially. Uh, I think he had a run. He had a good run there. Um, Really, I want to know, and I will start out, thoughts on his career and did he get a fair shake to be a starting QB in the league? Um, I he was like the journeyman that you always wanted to be successful. You wanted him to get the starting role and you wanted him to be more than just a flash in the pan. And for that reason, I do think he got a fair shake as a starting QB. He played with the bills. He played with the dolphins. He played with the bucks. He had, I mean, he played with a whole bunch of teams, but like those are the teams I remember him playing with and doing, doing some damage. So um, yeah, I'm going to remember for Ryan Fitzpatrick for, what he did on the field and his uh, his highlights, his moments, his moments of grandeur. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was the quintessential journeyman. I mean, he was fun. He was fun to watch. He he created buzz where he went, but I don't think he ever had the consistency to make it a full run. Yeah, I mean, Alex, quit looking outside. Sorry, I was watching my little my. I have like this like neighbor who definitely does drugs, and he was like collecting all his possessions. Like he sits on his porch all the time. He's like collecting all like scooting back from there. Like, sorry, I just got really distracted watching it. I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick had his fair shake. He had plenty of opportunities. I think he was what he was gonna be. He was a good, you know, solid quarterback. He was fun to watch. He was like a character piece. He was like a character actor, like uh, like um, Melissa McCarthy, you know, okay. like hold, like like shows up, makes it entertaining, holds it down. Not the best actress of all time, but entertaining, and did did her job, played her role. Congrats on a good career, Fitzmagic. That's good. I like that. I like that. See, I was paying attention. Yeah. I was just also distracted by man collecting his possessions before shitstorm. Uh, speaking of people that play roles well, Roger Goodell. He's a character, let me tell you. Different Different kind of character. Appeared virtually in front of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform Mm -hmm. to discuss Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. 
Yep. Franchise, workplace, last Wednesday. Shitstorm. That's a shitstorm. How about shitstorms? That's, that's a in the cauldron that's already in there it's already stormed now it's just getting boiled yeah. up um as a reminder the investigation is looking more deeply into the organization's workplace culture and accusations from female employees of pervasive sexual harassment by team executives including mm-hmm. dan snyder i that thought happened. this was uh, comical even though dan snyder was told them we talked about this last week that he would not be available he would be out of the country i think he was in france on his yacht when like the waters around France, uh, they had a seat for him in the room, and it had his name tag on it. Almost like yeah, he's supposed to be here, but he what? What a grandstanding situation! Oh, I mean, yes, that's absolutely what it was. <laughs> that's just hilarious to me that that like still still plays, and people think that it has an impact, and mm-hmm. it doesn't impact my thoughts. Uh, we all knew it was up. Uh, <clears throat> some members on this committee or around this committee uh, asked why given everything else going on in the United States right now, remember timeline of events, this is Wednesday. Is this really what they're going to spend their time on this week? I mean, that's a fair point, but correct. It is a fair point, but this is, I'm just, just not saying agree, disagree, just play devil's advocate. Was this scheduled and then some other shit became a shit storm or was it just like, I don't, I don't know. Remember, Dan Snyder just told them he couldn't be there. Like, so the invite had to have become had to have come recently. That's true. I was they just set like, they know? set the agenda. Yeah, and the agenda is led by party, and the party sets the agenda and speed, and they move at their own pace, and it's not necessarily the best timing. Yeah. Okay. Roger said a lot of things, as he he tends to do, but he said a lot of nothing at the same time. Uh, Among those, he said, is he does not have the authority to remove Dan Snyder from his role within the commanders. Who does? The other owners. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Who then committee chairperson Carolyn Maloney said that Dan Snyder would now be subpoenaed for comment this week because Alex called this last week. We couldn't have done this before. Yeah, yeah. Maybe do you feel do you feel like vindicated, Alex? You feel good about this now? A little bit, yeah. I also think kind of that they were giving him that one like good guy chance for you to just show up on your own. Now we're like, okay, we'll whip out the big card then. It's like when you're like when your parents know you lied about something, and they're like, "What happened here?" And they give you that chance to be like, "Yeah, man, I messed up, and this is what happened." And you lie about, it, and they're like, "Well, I have this proof." And got me. You got me. Ah. Got him. Here we go. Gonna have to, he's going to have to answer. Yeah, is there anything else that we we heard about this, aside from this last piece I'm going to say? Anybody? Oh, I just want you to get the last piece. That's all okay. I care about. <laughs> Roger Goodell was also asked by an Ohio representative, Jim, also Jim. named Jim. Don't no, no, no. His name is Jim. No. His name Ohio is Jim. He is an ass. He is the Ohio representative. He, is an ass he does represent the <laughs> Ohio state. I, I earned this. <laughs> I earned this. <laughs> so and I'm going to take this. You can take the L for later because we're going to talk about right. the other thing. Um, but let me just say go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you your time. Jim Jordan. Made me actually feel sympathy for Roger Goodell. Continue. Is, like, is 
hold on. Is this you and your wife together? Is that who this representative is? What? Gordon. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my wife well, kills you. Uh, then I can't help you move. That's um, true. <laughs> you're a loss. That's true. Uh, so anyway, uh, Goodell was asked by Jim Jordan, a high representative, why Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy is not permitted at NFL events, to which Goodell as only he can do, answered that he was not aware of this issue. Yeah. Hilarious that he's just going to look somebody straight in their eye and be like, uh, I don't know. Under Earth. About. <laughs> and why does this question even come up? That's could the you, next question. Could you imagine if he got like legally punished because he lied under Earth about like they could prove that he knew Dave Portnoy? You got to prove it. This is what I love about when you get on here. Because it, you got to prove it, and if you think Roger Goodell said that and knew that you could prove it, you're crazy. That was the best political sparring between two chess masters. Jim Jordan, the asshat, Roger Goodell, probably also an asshat, just probably. going tit for tat with each other. Just poking. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna pull out my slime ball tactic. Well, here's my slime ball tactic. Right. <laughs> Remember, I'm a lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I'm gonna say everything without saying anything. Right. It was so dirty. <laughs> but but really, why does that question come up? Like in oh, this Portnoy, Portnoy probably paid him. Hey, I was gonna say, yeah. I, I would love to see if there's some kind of like there's lobbyist dollars in, in Jim yeah. Jordan. Like he shits that out. Because they have a content they made off that. Absolutely. Jim Jordan farts dollars from lobbyists. So we should have we should have uh, paid Jim Jordan to be like, do you know Jim Muffin Alex? Yeah, for a fifty dollar bill, he probably would. <laughs> uh, if we all chip in when we sc- report it. Scruples weeks. aside, I think this is something we should consider. Then <laughs> I'm telling you, <ya. laughs> telling uh, you. All right. So where do we think this ends for Dan Snyder and the NFL? Really, because this could be the domino. So, to Alex's point, like, and what we've said about timing. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. What's That's crazy. On? The is that thunder. A, is that a storm? Yeah. 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 Wow. The shit storm's here. <laughs> is, how's your neighbor doing? <laughs> um, he just turned his back to it and is making weird arm gestures and yeah. rocking back and forth. Okay, so do we need to call an ambulance? No, he does this all the time. That's his normal state. He's just doing it with his back turned to the porch, so that way he's not getting his wet, I guess, or just his back being wet. I'm not sure. All right, sorry, Jim. Talk about about the other shit storm now, Jim. I think because of the timing and with the overturning of Roe v. Wade and all of the Supreme Court stuff and the drama. Dan Snyder will probably skate away unless he comes to unless the subpoena thing creates a shit storm and he just buries himself, which we all know he possibly could. He can probably walk away scot-free here. And the news cycle will, will sweep him up and he won't have to worry about it. He's going to be part of the Friday news dump now. Yeah, I think so. That's fair. Alex, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. 
I think uh, the, this next topic also helps. Yeah, yes, it, it doesn't hurt. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, Dan Snyder is going to have a, a reprieve for a, a period of time. I feel like before the season starts, there's going to be something that happens. I'm not going to say that like action taken against him. There's going to be something more that happens from this oversight committee. What what it is? A mistake. Either either that or I mean, Jerry Jones and some of the other owners are giving him a code red, and we're just not going to hear about it. <laughs> so, did you order the code red? <laughs> Jerry Jones would be like, "You're goddamn right, I did." <laughs> that's Jerry Jones right there. Jerry Jones is Jack Nicholson in that scenario. <laughs> Except for he does a mojo Jerry, moment. Jerry Jones does not get arrested at the end of this one. Did you order the mojo moment? <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Deshaun All right, Watson. Deshaun Watson has, has settled 20 of his 24 lawsuits. Yeah, that happened. There's a 25th one coming. I there's heard tw- there's apparently I think four or five additional that have been alleged but there's been nothing filed like i i heard today the 25th one is going to be filed how could i have 25 girls phone numbers in my phone how does he find this many women to harass because all he's got to do is call up a massage parlor and that's how it starts it's the gateway it's the gateway right there i feel like all massage parlors lead to bad things for people associated with the nfl yes Bobby, yes. Bobby I mean, Kraft. Bad, bad things, but now you look at it, but it, trouble. <laughs> trouble. <laughs> Alex, bad, bad? Is it bad? Yes, it's bad. Is your rub and tug bad? No. Does it lead to trouble? Yes. <laughs> There's going to be possibly a, a suspension. There's, they're thinking about making a decision. Have you guys heard like any of the accounts of what he's done? No. I I've heard this reported elsewhere, but they didn't get into the the detail, like the specifics. They've like glossed over some of the details of how it's gone down. And that was I, enough. That was enough for me to be like, if any of this is true, the creepy guy times a thousand. I heard one today. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just you know what? For the sake of the show, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna pull the bandit off. We've ducked around this for a year. I'm just gonna do it. He flies to Atlanta. No, he has, I apologize. He flies the masseuse out from Atlanta, goes to a team rented hotel room. The masseuse comes in. He walks in, gets butt ass naked. She says, Hey, brah, maybe you put that towel on. He Did says, he a helicopter? No, good God, Alex, hold on. Okay. He says, I get hot easy. He, she reluctantly continues. And then he kind of allegedly moves her hand to places, not, not the place, but to places where it gets kind of close. She like, hey, backs up, still feels kind of sketch. He flips over. She says, put his towel on. He does the I, I get hot easy thing again. She says, I gotta go. 
Does a towel make you that hot? Because like if I just laid a towel just across that part of my body, I would not be that much hotter than without the towel. And this is like his MO, allegedly. I gotta like, keep saying allegedly. Like it doesn't have to be like like a strip of towel, like well, for me, the strip of towel would be like, you know, like really good. I don't think we need to measure strip of towels for each other, but, but what I'm, I'm just, saying is I'm just saying it's not much fabric touching you, depending on who you are. My point here is like why do we have a, a hotel room for these occasions? Like, why is this not happening at the facility? Yeah. Why are we flying out special masseuses? Yeah. And like, if it's true that we have a, a NDA or a non-disclosure agreement, this is a known thing by more than just like him. The facility knew it. Security knew it. Why is he the only one being investigated here? And if it's true that he is a POS, and let's let's start pulling out some sanctions on like, I think Dan Snyder's getting you know the pitchfork. Let's start looking at the Texans and their ownership. And yes, yeah, I agree. It's fair. <clears throat> if if it if it went to the top, and it was knowledge from the top, again. Billionaires can probably throw enough money at a situation to be like, oh, we didn't really know unless there's sure, but like there's gotta be a level. There's gotta be more than like, okay, let's say the ownership didn't know. Right. GMs, somebody. Or you said these were team sponsored. The The team was renting the hotel. Yes, Alex. Is this similar to not not in severity? Oh, I don't even want to say that. Similar to so how when what's his name the creepy jerry from penn state gets busted for doing creepy things and they took down everyone around him for did you know this was happening uh, kind of there's the mandatory reporting thing that because they're kids yeah that, well that, that, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying it's different because it was a child but the same concept of if i'm if i'm doing that and i'm playing on a team i'd at least as a coach of that person and leader of that person expect to be questioned about it. That's what I'm asking. If the head of security did the the NDAs, why is he not under question? If the ownership is in charge of the security, why aren't they being like, I know there's levels of leadership. How far did it go up and why aren't we bringing them in? Uh, At this point, remember this went to a grand jury. And the grand jury decided not to indict and press any criminal charges. And if if they had to go to the, the civil cases for these 24, then obviously there's not enough there to, to go at Deshaun Watson. There's obviously not enough there to go at other people either. Yeah, sure. But the backing of an NFL player who has, you know, $30 million versus fighting a billionaire owner it's an easy i'll take my settlement from the right 30 million dollar quarterback to to be determined how much money he's really worth in the end here if any of this is true i think i'm with alex now that we he shouldn't play at all that's a blatant that is a very blatant I feel this is one thing that does drive me nuts about the NFL. 
and not to get like too deep into it, but the things they punish people for aren't even. Like this is a moral character flaw. If yeah. that's how he acted. He does not deserve to represent. I don't care how good at football you are. If you yeah. are like you are at that point, and I'm never gonna stop watching it. I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm not gonna watch NFL if he plays. But it makes me think poorly of you if you're more if you let people with that bad of morally moral character just get away with it you know if i do something like that at my job i get fired if this is their job yeah. some kind of repercussion now they'll throw a little spice into this mix cleveland says they did a thorough investigation before making the trade for for Watson. <laughs> they did a thorough investigation of the 24 lawsuits, not the additional that may be coming. This person that, that I heard today was a part of the 24. So like the 20 the 24 lawsuits have already well yeah this is that's that narrative. Right. That so has that one been settled already? Yes. Okay, that was one that settled then yes that one's to close it up. Well, my, my question is, if they did a thorough investigation and made all these moves and they got Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett and they've made all these million-dollar moves, there is a shred of doubt that leans towards Deshaun Watson. Obviously, because the grand jury didn't even indict him. So Sure, but I mean, you know, grand juries have been known to really screw shit up, too. That's true. But you know, you got investigation teams from million dollar or billion dollar organizations. Yeah. And At this point in our judicial system, I kind of trust the billion dollar organization. Sorry. All right. Uh, anything else on Deshaun? No. No. Baker's still there. Baker's still. He's not going to play in Cleveland. That ain't happening. I, I know. It's, I it's... wouldn't if I were him. I'd be like, find your own. You know, when all this other shit hits the fan, you figure it out. You're gonna pay me. You're gonna pay me. You, pay, you paid him oh, like two two fifty guaranteed. Yeah. Which which just so we know, if Deshaun Watson is suspended for this upcoming year, he forfeits like fifty five grand a game. But it's his agent worked into his contract. If something stupid happens, it's like this year didn't happen, and the five year contract starts next year. So as if this year just didn't happen towards his contract. It's still all there. Can they cut him? Then they owe him all the guaranteed money. Ooh. That's why that's why it was a big deal that it was all guaranteed. Well. Kudos to his agents. Kudos to his agent. Um, as we wrap up the offseason here, we have our breakdown of how we're going to break down the NFL and the Big Ten heading into this year's football frenzy. And it will begin for us on July 11th, the episode dropping on July 11th. We'll right? start with it's two weeks, Alex. No, but is that our next episode? Oh, we're going to have an uh, Independence Day episode? I figure why not? We've got the hot dog uh, eating contest. We've done it before. Uh, the hot dog eating contest will happen the day after we record. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, it does because July 4th is Monday. 
I didn't know if we were doing a holiday or not. Oh, we're doing the hot dog eating contest. Even record on Monday. Jim can do we're it. We're doing. The, I'm doing the hot dog eating contest. You're gonna do. You're participating. No, hell no! I can't eat hot dogs. <laughs> so that's that's see that's a, that's a cliffhanger. You have to stay stay with us. Stay tuned to see if Jim's gonna do a hot dog eating Ooh. contest. Ugh. Jim's breakdown of the hot dog eating. I've contest. done a hot dog eating contest before. I've done a pie eating contest. Ugh. I've done that too. Well, yeah. all of this sounds disgusting. Right? It's not my finest moment in life. Uh, but anyway, on July 11th, we will start our breakdown with the NFC West, working through each NFL division throughout the course. Of the next six weeks, eight weeks, um, on August 27th and August 29th, we'll break down the Big Ten's divisions to get excited for the opening week of college football, which is the week of August 29th, and the NFL opening week, which is the week of September 5th. All right. So and that's... That is the off-season! This is Mount Massive. So this week's topic, the top five moments that impacted sports. Lots of things we could talk about. Lots of different uh, moments in sports. Um, we brought a, diver- a diverse list. Some common things, some, some not common things. So today I'm going to start with Muff. Uh, I'm going to challenge. I'm going to have deep conversation. It's going to be an interesting Mount Massive, so go ahead, Muff. I would like to point out this is the first time in a long time this has not been the modern era. That's true. So we'll leave that be. I also think this is the first time in a while that we have a very, we have different lists. Like A lot of times we have like at least four, like three or four that overlap. and We, we have a lot of differences. Yeah. We do. We do this time. So uh, this is in no particular order. This is not a one to five, as Alex would typically make the disclaimer. Um, this is just a list of five. Um, I will start with something very recent, and that is uh, name, image, likeness within the NCAA. We still don't know the true impact of what this will be with sports, but we know over the past couple of years what it has done to the landscape of college football, what it has done to young human student athletes' lives, their families' lives, and what opportunities it's provided on and off the field. Um, and what this will be moving forward, TBD. But for now, we know that NIL has been a monumental decision in in what has been happening in um, college football and what is also going to probably happen across other sports as we continue to move into the next decade, the next century, the next years. Um, Second on my list, is Tiger Woods beginning his PGA Tour career. Um, just, I mean, there's there's a lot of relevance to this right now within the PGA Tour and Live Golf and money. Um, I was listening to something today during the Travelers Championship where it was said that you're looking at the purse, <coughs> the purse value typically in the PGA Tour prior to Tiger Woods of like 40 to $50 million is what you were looking at, total purses throughout the year, or at least I think in the non-majors. Now that in an in the year in the PGA Tour year is now like upwards of seven hundred million dollars, and that's post Tiger Woods, post his influence, post him bringing more sponsors and blah blah blah. Obviously, Tiger Woods has had his own checkered past, um, but as far as this influence, not only on golf within the PGA Tour, but the game of golf internationally, uh, cannot be argued. 
Uh, next on my list is Brandy Chastain's World Cup winning penalty kick in the Women's World Cup. Uh, brought U.S. women's soccer to prominence um, and kind of solidified what was already taking place, right? Mia Hamm is really the first person, uh, the first woman of soccer within the United States as far as making that difference and being you know, the face of women's soccer in the United States. Uh, and this was just a defining moment for U.S. women's international soccer um, and actually you know, started their dominance internationally as well. Uh, next on my list is Title IX being put into uh, put into the fold June 23rd, 1972. We've already talked about the 50-year anniversary, which was last week. Um, this you know, brought equity to educational opportunities. Uh, any educational institution receiving federal funding had to re- uh, provide equitable opportunity and equitable circumstances for women in those educational areas which includes, in this case, athletics as well. Uh, so uh, monumental change sports in the way of it It had to be equal or at least had to be equitable in that way. Uh, and my last is Michael Jordan signing his Nike shoe deal coming out of North Carolina because that started to, again, drive the money train in the NBA. Uh, Nike took a big risk and they hit. Not only did they hit on Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan hit with Nike. We know what he's done after the fact. We know how he's he's influenced the game, and we know what these shoe deals have done after the fact. Um, you know, you've had all of these major players having shoe deals. Kobe, um, I don't think Shaq ever had like a true shoe deal that I remember. He, had, he um, just had Shazam. Yeah, he had his own things going on. I was gonna say, but I'm sure he had a shoe. It's just that I don't remember well, who else was buying yeah. like a size twenty some shoe. Um, LeBron has had his shoe situation like that started that going down the path. So um, monumental for basketball, monumental for shoes, monumental for the whole marketing and promotion game. So I, I remembered this like specifically when you said Shaq shoe. I think Shaq just had a like it, it was his own brand. He owns it, not someone else. You know what I mean? Because I was like, no, I remember specifically kids having like Shaqs. Yeah. They weren't. It was like it was like the Starberries. Stephon Marbury did kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. It started. Um, I think that originally Nike started it, but then he went to, like, just being Shaq shoes. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq shoes. The Starberries. I forgot that was a throwback. I forgot about yeah. those. Yeah. Callback City. So those are those are my five moments, times that impacted sports. I'm gonna go next. Uh, first I want to, I think I'm going to challenge, I understand what you're saying about Michael Jordan and the shoe deal. Um, I don't know that that compared to what everybody else is going to say, me, Alex, and your other ones, I don't think that ranks as high, but I'll give it to you. It impacted sports. It did. It It impacted sports. As big of a social impact as some of these other things. Yeah. Okay. From a marketability and what yes. that did moving forward, and they did a thirty for thirty on it, and all of like afterwards, what happened with all the jockeying for who's going to find the next big player? Again, Nike just got. I mean, in the end, it was Nike got lucky. They yes, they hitched their their wagon to the right person mm-hmm. who brought the cash cow to them. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, I'll go with mine. 
1968, the Mexico City Olympics, African-American athletes Tommy Smith and John Carlos held their fists up. That iconic picture, um, it wasn't until like years later where it, that wasn't looked down upon. But I think that moment making on a stage where like making a, a gesture like that was definitely frowned upon. Making that move was courageous and bold and I think it paved the way for statement inside of sports. Um, the Rumble in the Jungle, Ali versus Foreman. Um, Ali coming back from, you know, Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali and being, you know, banned from the sport, having the title stripped. I put this on the list because this, to me, was the first real hype fight. You know, when you think about um, – then I, my mind's going blank. Don King, Don King hyping a fight and being the promoter and, and how many eyes around the world were looking at a fight. This was your mega fight that started all mega fights. So I think this kind of set the stage. Um, then ESPN launching September 7th, 1979. The world is now revolves around ESPN. Sure. Fox tries to get in the game. NBC, but ESPN is where we center around all sports. So the day that that launched is a moment in sports. Um, the 1936 Olympics with Jesse Owens setting all the records, um, pissing off Hitler. Yes, that was a moment for civil rights. But did you know that that was one of the first worldwide televised sporting events? Hmm. I did. I did know. I didn't. I didn't remember. I don't know where it is in like the where, like how deep into or first into the game it was, but I didn't know it was one of the first. And so, because that like set in motion televised sports, I think that on top of you know pissing off the mass murdering fuckhead Hitler, um, I think that's an all around very, very impactful moment in like sports in general. And then, of course, I'm going to put, and this is not in any order, by the way, the NIL deal to me will have a forever impact in amateur sports. I think that we are on the precipice of something huge with this NIL deal. So, fun fact on the Jesse Owens Olympics thing, we're not about that, but, you know, like the, what is it said, that if TV signals and TV broadcasts were to make their way into space the ones that would travel that would get somewhere else the quickest are like hitler hitler's first televised speeches yeah which is crazy to think of so um that just goes back to it was you know in germany and stuff like that yeah wow yeah and i don't remember this this gentleman's name who was the other person on the podium with Tommy? no idea carlos Somebody who got a whole bunch of crap for no good reason. People yeah. thought that he was against what they were doing. Yeah. He, in fact, was very much in support of them. But because he didn't do it, people thought he was a, a big pile of dog poo. Yeah. But there's I've, I've seen there's a 30 like, for 30 for that. too. Yeah, there? Exa- there is. Yeah. Like there's a whole thing about how like he was totally misrepresented in that situation and was in full support of what they were doing, but was not going to participate with them. Yep. Hmm. Alex, to you. All righty. So I'm going to knock off my list real quick. I also had uh, NIL, but on top of that, I kind of probably cheated and put them together, the transfer portal as well. Yeah. Uh, being able to 
not it, you're not sitting out a year you're not doing this that you know you're just it will kind of free for all i think that changed the way college sports no i think that that's a great point in that i think the transfer portal doesn't get as much play because nil is so huge but that is that was kind of the start of freedom yeah for the college athletes so i think that's fair yeah um also on my list i have jackie robinson um being the first african-american uh to break the barrier for uh mlb baseball in 1947 yep. after they were segregated mm-hmm. um, the start playing for the brooklyn dodgers um i have dale earnhardt's death in his wreck because when you think about it i he was the first athlete i remember or the one that comes to my mind dying like in a major sporting event yeah like, we, we see like really unfortunate injuries we've seen like paralyzed this that the other and i know that people like drop but it wasn't on like a nationally televised scale right uh title nine made my list as well um women's sports uh and then my last one that i had that's different from everyone is mike webster former pittsburgh Steelers center committed suicide in 2002 um and they did autopsies and dr i think it's bennett but i don't want to swear it might be benet but amalu identified uh cte in him as the cause and i think that led to the revolution of uh you know player safety in the nfl and helmet development and targeting and all the things we see now yeah i want to say and and i did this this topic from out massive because and uh, to be on a soapbox for a second sports impactful moment moments in sports is a perspective thing Mm -hmm. if you look at alex's list being the medical degenerate, Dale Earnhardt's wreck created all kinds of medical yeah. technology and revolution, not just in sports, but it, like we drive cars now differently because of that wreck. The safety measures because of that wreck. The yeah. CTE thing is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, um, my mind immediately went to when we thought about this was concussion <coughs> and also wasn't it the player from Rutgers who got paralyzed from like the neck down? Yeah. I think it yeah. Was, that was my other thing I was going to. And then I was like, well, CTE made a bigger splash, but also like up there that I was, those were the things that popped in my head first was like right. player safety in the NFL. If you look at Muff's list, Muff is, you know, golf and the way that the tiger played. And, and you look at my list, I, I'm a boxing guy and I'm, I'm a promoting guy. Well, the way that sports impacts people we can all put different things on our list and they're all, they all impact sports. You know what I mean? I found a list that had 200 moments in sports that changed sports. And like, how do you rank those? And I like how none of us put like one, two, three, four, five, because it doesn't really have a a highest to lowest. And I can't sit here and go, well, yours is not on the list. This is on the list. They all have an impact. It just depends on, who is who's saying the list well how did they impact you as a person correct correct all of these things impacted people in the world but some impacted some more than others um mine is very financially driven yes yeah yes um that's some honorable mention i the one i wanted to put on here and i thought i would get laughed at the xfl uh it, it did they they had some some new technologies, some new things yeah. that they put into their broadcast that got adopted, you know, by the NFL and other sports industries. 
uh, it would be interesting to see what would happen if they could have continued for another few years. Like what mm-hmm. other what other things that they did would transfer across major sports. But uh, I'm I'm gonna say it's it's definitely not. I I don't know if I call it honorable mention. It's definitely like you know just like in NCAA basketball. There's top twenty five. There's honorable mention. There's like those looking in. I would put yeah. that in like the those looking yes. in category. Sure. And uh, George W. Bush's pitch. After 9-11. Not necessarily impactful to sports, but sports impacting the world. Yeah. Things Um, like that. I was just, I just am scrolling through that. I think it's the same one, probably the 200 most important moments in sports. Yeah. This one was interesting to me. Madden NFL, keeping fans in the game. Like, yep. Like, you know, six-year-old playing a video game. Now you want to watch like what the real football, where before you went six is young, but you know what I mean? On the same level, the introduction of fantasy sports. Yeah. You know, I don't know who gets, I don't know who gets credit for that. Right. We've gone over the history of fantasy sports on on previous episodes. You know, there's a, there's a guy in, I think Massachusetts, Boston. Who was doing it at a pub. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And a place that can't even gamble online right now. Right. (laughs) Another another honorable mention that I thought of when I was just mentally thinking of my list was Marshall's plane crash. For you in West Virginia? That's yeah. what I was going to say. It felt kind of like a homer. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't make my list is because I felt like it was more impactful to the, my state. Yep. Versus, right. Absolutely. Joe Theismann. That was another one that came to my head because he broke his, snapped his leg. Oof. But it was that same thing. Medically. Where I'm like, that's interesting to me. Right. When I think of the global scheme of Sports, yes. What about Alex Smith? His injury and like his rehab and his ability to recover and play again. Like that would be interesting from like a medical perspective. The way that sports medicine has developed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like what I was thinking. My mind went to like sports medicine, and then like all these random. So I challenge you, the listener, loyal listener, send us your uh, top five moments that impacted sports, and uh, we'll talk about it here on the show. And that is Mount Massive. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's. This is Quick Thoughts. Oh, no. Jim was not paying attention when we went over this at all. I just froze. We just botched it, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, and I even thought to myself, I should call a timeout because I don't feel like Jim was fully invested in our practice that we do before we start recording. But I let it go, and here we are. Gong. All right, everybody. Welcome to this week's Quick Thoughts. I think we should skip the first topic based on Jim's. <laughs> oh, I don't think we should. I don't think either. I, don't I agree. Think we should. Let's start in the world of NCAA football. Good grief. All right. Ohio you said State, it. You said it. <laughs> Ohio State gets the trademark for V. That's true. That happened. Jim. So, I mean, that it is what it is. After, you know, a year-long battle, they are now officially the Ohio State University. They, uh, the Ohio State University got two five-star wide receivers and a four-star wide receiver, thanks to the recruiting efforts of Coach Hartline, making three ESPN 300 wide receiver commits and 13 overall for the recruiting season. Um, boom is all I have to say for the Ohio State University. That's it. Yeah, it's all the Ohio State. 
I would like to point out, Alex, that the Ohio State University is also sharing the article V with uh, a gentleman, I believe his last name is Edwards, who also shares in this copyright and was one of the major hurdles in getting this, uh, the tote bag. So uh, Ohio State University shares this copyright with a gentleman who uh, made a tote bag. So y'all can share it. Y'all can. uh, He still has he still has the tote bag and he was the hurdle. To getting the, All right, the Ohio State University. Dong. So you can put your poop in the tote bag and take it back to the state of Ohio. Dong. <laughs> I hope we get a minus point in that situation. <laughs> I hope we get oh. flat. I hope we get flagged for using the word the too much. For your lack of decorum. Yeah. What if oh I know. What if this is our second copyright infringement? Yeah, what if they say, Oh, you said the too much? Ohio State people were up in arms. All can right, we get a Arch dog Arch Manning and his... Hold tw- on, Alex. You missed the other bullet point, sir. No, you oh. didn't. Oh, sorry. Jim Tressel is stepping down as president of Youngstown State, February 1st, 2023. Moff, it's your turn. I don't I don't care. I thought this was part of Ohio State BS. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that's a serious thing. It's not its own separate bullet. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I messed up the bullets, but that should be a thing. Okay, do you have comment? What's your comments? How it's Moff's it, turn. It's Muff's turn. Uh, Jim's going to toss this into, he's going to get back into coaching. I'm going to say that Jim Tressel is content with his life, and he's the president of a university, unless he's going to go to uh, Ohio State or another large university. Like, what does this matter to me? If he's going to go be the the president of Ohio State, good for him. So is that what it takes for it to be good for him? He has got to go somewhere large? He's going from Youngstown State. I don't think he's going to step down to go to somewhere else like a lower tier division two or a lower tier division one school lifestyle how old is he do you think he retires that's what i'm saying like is he just like i think it's time to be done did that did he sell gold colored pants there too are they making him have a problem he never oh, sold anything right okay Dong. terrell prior did so highest state talk one of your five stars <laughs> arch manning we're moving on Arch Manning ends his tour to choose a school, deciding to become a Longhorn in Texas. Horns down. Will Texas find success with a Manning behind center? Muff, I'm going to let you take this because I don't think you were prepared for the Jim Tressel one. No, I was prepared. I can still talk about it. Uh, Arch Manning goes to Texas, the school that everyone didn't want him to go to, aside from people in Texas. Uh, I do I sure hope that he has some more success than what Texas has had in the past. Um, I like the Mannings. I like the Manning family. I enjoy the Omaha broadcast productions. Uh, I'm guessing they threw a big chunk of change at him, even though he doesn't need it. Uh, Arch Manning comes from the Cooper Manning family. uh, And many have said that Cooper Manning was the most talented athlete in the Manning family before he had injuries. Uh, during his college career so i hope arch meeting success i just don't know if texas is the place he should have found it jim i agree they probably shouldn't have gone to texas i was rooting for the old miss connection do we know when like he he goes yeah is it he's class of 2023 right yeah so So he's got one more year i would say that this could be flipped I, i contend that this is not over he may have given his commitment, and that's all great and grand. Uh, Mr. Ewers, 
you left Ohio State to go to Texas, you'll get your year this year, I suppose. And if Mr. Ewers does a fantastic job at Texas, what does the Manning do then? So here's here's my argument to this because I've thought about this too. Ewers has a great year this year. Even if he plays one more year in Texas before you would declare for the NFL, if he's that good, Arch Manning could either take a red shirt or back up for a freshman year. Do you think Manning's going to take a red shirt? If they're if I think it's reasonable. Do he I, can walk on at Ole Miss, and or he can start at Ole Miss. Here's the argument. For, here's why I like him going to Texas. I'll be devil's advocate because I think that if he goes to Ole Miss or he's going to be, you know, this, the, the Manning son, and he has to live up to a already preset destiny for Ole Miss. He becomes now the Texas Manning. Like there's, you know, you think Tennessee, you think Peyton, Ole Miss and Eli, now, if he's that good, Texas and Arch. He's not sharing Tennessee. It's not Peyton and Arch Manning. It, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's – I think you're so far off base that I'm actually have my first argument with you on a show. So – Take points away, Alex. Take points away. If Very you good. go to Ole Miss, there's no pressure to be a national champion. And Tennessee, there's no pressure to be a national champion. And Texas, where football is a way of life, you need – to win that national championship. So you got to go win. There's no and ifs, ors about it. So flipping the script to you again, is that not the better place to be where you're probably going to have more of a push for a national title? I think okay. Texas has a better chance of winning a national title than Ole Miss. Okay, Mr. Big 12, do you think Texas is going to win a national title in the next four years? Texas, Well, Texas is going to be in the SEC by the time Arch Manning's there, first of all. Do you think they're going to a national title in the next four years? Do I think think they will just off paper? No. But do I think they have a better chance than Ole Miss in Tennessee? Yes. No way. I think Ole Miss has got a better shot than Texas. Ole Miss is also in the SEC. Who are they getting past? I think they could sneak one by Alabama. Now, now you're on the crazy pills. All right. I think better than college Texas? Football. College football is not going well for us as a show, and I want us to be friends at the end. So – Maybe we should go to the, the basketball. I can't wait till we do the preview. We should it's go to we should go to the basketball. The National Basketball Association. So the Warriors win the NBA title after finishing off the Celtics in six games with Steph Curry winning his first finals MVP. Are the Warriors a dynasty? And where does Steph rank in your best NBA players currently in the league? Jim. I think they're a dynasty. I have Steph really high. Where does he rank? Like all time or right now? Right now. Oh, he's yeah, probably number one. Muff. Uh, I think you have to have the Warriors as a dynasty, especially in the NBA. Um, they don't have a big three. We didn't tout the big three of Golden State at any point. You know, St- Steve Kerr pointed out. That's yeah. not. That's. What? Okay, go ahead. St- Steve Kerr. I think Steve Kerr said, I've won three titles with the Warriors. Uh, LeBron didn't win three with the Heat. 
or any other team he's gone to thus far. Uh, that's a slight jab. I'm sure Steve Kerr putting the Bulls ahead of uh, them. But, uh, yeah, I, I have to put him as a dynasty. And as Steph ranks in NBA players, he's definitely one of the best. I'm going to think there's Giannis Antetokounmpo is ahead of him right now. Uh, you've got to have Nikola Jokic as the two-time uh, MVP of the league has to be involved in there. I'm going to say Steph is definitely like three or four. How uh, many rings those guys got? How many rings like, Steph got? This is best players, Jim. Best at Luke, Luca's. I think Steph has Luca right now. Um, if you're the best player, you win a championship. No, Jim, it's a team game. Oh, okay. You make your team win. Think LeBron couldn't make all his shitty yeah, teams win. Say, LeBron's not number one, is he? He was for how many? He years? was for a long time. Yeah, he's he not right titles. now, but he was, and you can't uh, argue that MJ was number one all the time. Well, okay, yeah, but <laughs> when he played with the Wizards, MJ was number one. Well, <laughs> I'm not even saying I'm not even. That wasn't even the LeBron Jordan debate. That was saying that there are so many. There have been so many years that LeBron was hands down the best player in the league. I would like to back up to Kerr's statement that he doesn't have a big three. Is that not a slap to Clay and Draymond? Yeah, because I was just going to – I was actually thinking that too. I'm like, if you look at Steph, Clay, and Draymond, they kind of have a big three. Not publicized as a big three, but they do kind of have – I would rather have that big three than some of the other quote-unquote big threes. Yes. Like, I would rather have all three of them over, like, Chris Bosh. Yes, uh, Bosch had a lot of other issues going on too, though. I don't want to. I don't want to like chastise him. I'll take like those three over Harden. Problems. If I'm picking, take those over Harden. Draymond over. And when you had KD, Steph, and any of the other two, is that not the big three? Yeah, I didn't even think about those ones. Nope. Like it's a bit out of line to say I never had the big three. All right, keeping with the Warriors train, Clay Thompson found himself having a great time at the Warriors parade, drinking and unfortunately tripping into a woman, knocking her down on his way to and fro. Draymond Green drops a bunch of F-bombs on live interviews. Do we think players at the championship parades have a professional responsibility at that point to keep it together a little better? Jim? Muff? Sorry, I think, well, I, think I, I think it's me. Um, so you know, this is kind of more into light with uh, what happened with the uh, the Rams and Matthew yeah. Stafford and the one final stage. Uh, this is not new. I mean, we saw Gronk throwing the Lombardi Trophy uh, from boat to boat, and we saw yeah, but nobody got hurt there. The trophy did. Um, so I believe that there's going to be some level of what are we going to do with these parades to tone it down at least a little bit. Um, I'm not going to say I don't enjoy it because of having to talk about moments like this, but I would rather not see people potentially getting hurt. Now that I saw the Clay Thompson thing, he was walking and he he was walking next to somebody and I think somebody kind of swerved into his lane and he tripped over that person. And as he was regaining his balance, ran into somebody that he didn't even see coming. So a little bit different. That person I do not believe had any even minor injuries, uh, just kind of ran into that person fell and then he just kept on trucking. Um, but I think there is some level of professional responsibility by the player and by the organization as well. 
uh, to make sure that nothing really out of line or stupid happens. I agree with Mark. All right. Any, any individual thoughts, Jim? No, I'm good with Mark. All right. Kyrie Irving is back in the news and is now being rumored to be a target for the Lakers, which would reunite him with LeBron James. What do we see happening with Kyrie this offseason? Where will he end up? Jim? I think he stays where he's at. I think it'd be cool to see him in L.A. because I just want to see the, the story out of L.A. of Kyrie and LeBron and how that pans out. Um, but I think he stays where he's at. Muff? I, I'm going to say that Kyrie leaves. I don't know where he's going to go. I would like to say that he's going to go to the place that makes the most sense. I don't even know what that means anymore for, for Kyrie as a person. At this point, he doesn't need the money. So he doesn't have to go to a high, like a high profile market. In fact, I think Kyrie would probably thrive in a lower profile situation. Um, I just don't think he's built for that as a human being to be in a low profile situation. Going to LA would also create another storyline because in order for that to happen, I'm sure Russ Westbrook has to leave, which just brings a whole other level of drama and, you know, a Christmas day matchup, right? Uh, the Lakers versus wherever Russ, Russ, Russ Westbrook I don't think goes. Russ leaves. I disagree. Kyrie and Russ play the same position. Yeah. I don't think Russ leaves. Okay. Mark that I down, think- Alex. Mark that down. Okay. Uh, I think Kyrie ends up somewhere else. I just don't know where. I added this topic on Shaq wanted his son Sharif O'Neal to stay in school instead of entering the NBA draft as a parent what would you do how old like where was he at in school um I don't even know to be honest say he's a sophomore in college yeah do you, yeah like that's the question <laughs> where'd you think he was in high school you can't go to the I NBA mean, I don't know. I thought you. I guess. Uh, I guess theoretically, if, if you're you 18. Have, if, I guess. It, okay. If your kid has a chance to go to the NBA and make a bunch of money or finish their degree, what do you do? I go get the money. Go get the bag. I think this is very situational, based on your family situation. We all know that Shaq's made of money. Yeah. So for him, I think he's saying. Listen, bud, you don't have to leave to get the money. <coughs> so I'm going to say continue to get your education. May, and I, again, this is speculation on my end. Maybe we can get you out in three years, get your education, then we'll roll through because you have an enterprise waiting for you here. And I'd rather see you take some more time to develop. I'm not saying college is going to develop his financial acumen or doing any of that. But maybe that's what Shaq's saying is once you come to the NBA, this is a more than full time job. And I want you to develop yourself more as a person so that you can take over all of this. Even though I think he said he wants them to make their own way also. Yes. Yes. So I don't, at this point, maybe that's his, his goal is stay in school, get the education. So if you get hurt in your first year in the NBA and yeah. end your career, you, you go back. back to school. That's true. That's also true. You can always go back and finish. You can finish that degree whenever you're only young once. Okay. I just was curious. I just read that. YOLO. Let's move to Muff's favorite world, the golf world. Four. The PGA comes out amending their tour year, adding events to the end of the tour year after the FedEx Cup ends and increases prize money for non-major marquee events 
to the tune of tens of millions of dollars throughout the year. This comes the week that four-time major winner Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka announces he's headed to live right before withdrawing his entry into this past weekend's Travelers Championship. Why did it take so long for the PGA to do this? And is this a measure due to fear of what Live Golf is doing and taking away some of its players? So, this is long overdue for the PGA. They obviously had the money sitting somewhere ready to go. Uh, They just needed to have the proper prodding to make it go down. Uh, I think what Liv is doing, while I don't think it's going to be lasting, I think it's going to change the PGA and what the PGA does to support its players. As most of you know, maybe this is news to all of you, some of you, you get your PGA pro card, which means you get to, you get to participate in events. It doesn't cover anything. You have no guaranteed money in the PGA at all. You pay for your own travel. You pay for everything unless you have sponsors that cover it. Um, for the opportunity to make the cut and make some money. So I think we're going to see something from the PGA Tour at some point in the next five years where all players that are on the PGA Tour and that are eligible to participate in events are going to get something just for being on the tour. This money that they're tossing, I think it's 70 or $80 million total. Um, they're going to reorganize the whole tour season. It's going to be in the calendar year instead of a wraparound. It used to wrap around. Um, so the FedEx Cup is going to end in August, and there's going to be a handful of events after August, which finalize who is on the tour for the next year. Um, so this is positive for everybody staying on the PGA Tour. What it's going to do from here on out, we will see. Jim? Um. I think that – and. Uh, I think it's shady. I honestly think it's shady. Like, oh, we got competition now, so now we're gonna pull out hidden money out of our ass to make it work. I'm a. It makes me not like it. It makes me not like golf. Kepka leaving makes me really not want to watch the PGA ever again. Um. Except, the more you read about the whole Saudi issue, and how like the in Oregon lives live golf's trying to do an event in Oregon and they're facing backlash because apparently in 2016, a 15 year old was killed on a Portland street by a Saudi student. And the Saudi government made that person possibly could have allegedly made that person disappear and got him back to Saudi Arabia and they don't have to face trial here in America because that person vanished. And now they're facing blowback and live golf may have protests in that Saudi event because of this. And so that you, you find more issues with Saudi Arabia and the Saudi Arabia backed live golf. I, the whole golf thing's dirty to me right now. So this brings me to the point of Rory McIlroy called his peers duplicitous, which also means deceitful for jumping to live golf. Do you agree with Rory McIlroy's take on this? On certain golfers, I stand by my my statement of Phil. Yes, the big guy, no. Big guy has always been straight up. He's going for the bag. There's no deceitfulness to it. He's chasing the paper. 
So it's a situational thing on who's being deceitful and who's not. Says Phil, though. Yeah. He's always been chasing it. He just hasn't got it. He's never really said, I'm chasing the paper, though. His gambling debts say otherwise. Well, he's been very sneaky about his gambling debts. He did. The guy's never like, said, "Listen, I'm in debt." He he. Well, he's he's been looking kind of. He's been looking bad. Yeah. Like, and like somebody's chasing him down. Yeah. Like, so here's what's. So I, I I'll say this last piece is. Uh, so Nick Faldo, Sir Nick Faldo, was on the CBS broadcast of the Travelers this weekend. And was talking about the live golf. He's retiring at the end of this year from the CBS broadcast. So I feel like they're like, oh, let's let Nick say his piece. Very traditional golf mind. He said, you know, they're getting all this money. I'm sure that's great for them. I'm sure that's going to help them out in life. But what at what cost? And I'm not talking political, social, all of that as has come to is they're going to have to do all of these different uh, promotional events. They're going to have to make appearances. They're going to have to do all these extra interviews and do all these other things, right, to promote the sport, to promote not even the sport, to promote live golf. How quickly is somebody like Brooke Kep, somebody like Brooks Kepka can get just fed up with that? We already know he doesn't like interviews. We already know that he's got this own persona off the field. We already know that he talks about I play golf because I want to make money, but I don't really like practice as hard as other people do. Like he, what's this going to do for him? Is he six months from now? He's going to be like, crap, this is bad decision. I got money, but I hate my life. How much money did it make you not like, he obviously negotiated that. He knew what he was walking into. Like, Hey, if I'm making X number of dollars, but I got to do X number of interviews, is it worth it? He weighed the consequences. He's like, yeah, well, that's worth it. Let's be real. Ew. Who's going to say that contract doesn't change real quickly after he gets there. Remember who we're talking about. Are you insinu- wait, no, no, no. Are you insinuating that Saudi Arabia? Why do I is- have gong powers if I always get told, wait, no, if I use them? Because I want to clarify my statement. Are you insinuating that Saudi Arabia will change the contract? I, I'm saying, didn't they try to hold Vince McMahon? Didn't you talk about this before? Fair point. Go ahead. <laughs> we're moving on to baseball. Jim's favorite. Shohei Itani has set a new career high with 13 strikeouts last week, over eight innings pitched. Does the MLB underappreciate what Shohei is doing for the game? Is he being wasted in LA? And what will it take to get him to Pittsburgh? Jim? (laughs) So I feel like this is one of those looser episodes we've ever run. So I'm going to just, I'm going to throw it out there. Is it a racial thing that he is not the poster boy like a Mark McGuire or a Sammy Sosa? That's a steroid thing. <laughs> well, I'm talking about in the heyday, we we Alex might not have, but we were around, we were kids when those two were making waves and they were like the posters the MLB were pushing. Shohei is breaking records and is doing all the right things in baseball. Yet we're not seeing him on a Wheaties box. Ichiro. Yeah. Ichiro Suzuki did this. He was. Why aren't we seeing Shohei? We're not seeing Shohei. Well, Stephen A. Smith, number one. We already know what 
he said uh, whenever he was doubting that Shohei could be the face of baseball because his first language was not English. Um, I feel like there's still a tinge of that to this whole situation. And while he does play in L.A., the Angels right now are not a high-profile team. And I think that's what's Neither were the Cubs, Muff. Whoa. The Cubs, Jim, are always a high-profile team. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. That's that's like the Packers. Nobody cares if they're good or bad, but they're, okay, they're the, the Cardinals. Mark McGuire's Cardinals. They were good. They were very good. Okay. They, they were All competing right. year over year. The Angels are not doing that right now. And Angels you don't even do – yeah, well, yeah, well, Danny Glover's not over there. Uh, you don't even hear about, I don't even hear, like, again, not huge into baseball. I don't even hear about Mike Trout anymore. Like, so the Angels are obviously not the market that Shohei needs to be in. He needs to come to the East Coast somewhere and get on a team to, be, I think, fully be appreciated. Because I, I still think baseball is an East Coast game. I think the, the Pirates are kind of East Coast. I mean, I think that'd be a great landing spot for him. I think it's fantastic. And, you know, maybe they can get him on a bargain. I, okay. Nate, I'm gonna talk, let it, Nate, talk to your boss. I'm going to let it ride. Talk to Mr. Nutting. But I contend that there may be some undertones there. Well, you think about it, he can't be as active with the media. There have been other I'm not saying born baseball I'm saying players. I'm saying in a way I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like because of his circumstances, he's not able to interact as well with the media that, you know. He's not in the U.S. media. Listen, yeah. Major League Baseball is a U.S. sport. I'm sure that he is absolutely bonkers popular and crazy when he goes back home. In pro wrestling, they have a term called strapping the rocket to the guy on, on the top. You put the all of the promotion, all of the push to the guy you want to be at the top. In a billion-dollar organization like MLB Baseball, Why it's strapped? not hard to strap the rocket to Shohei Itani. He is, I will say, the only thing – I mean, he's one of the few baseball players I hear about a lot. But you think about, it, like, Aaron Judge is probably a little more – pumped up than him when I'm thinking of like popular players right now off the top of my head. We talk about this guy every other week breaking we, records. Well, he did, What record did he break, Jim? He broke, it was a career high. This was not a he, 13 strikeouts isn't a record. That was his career high. Okay, Muff. Alright, Muff. Now you're making me Seattle, The Seattle Mariners and the Los <laughs> Angeles Angels engaged in a lengthy full team brawl in the second inning, Sunday, after tensions over two days of inside pitches boiled over, both managers and six players were ejected after the brouhaha. Brouhaha. That happened. Any is, there thoughts a, on that is, is, there, is there a question to play? What was, Shohei's, what was Shohei's role in this brawl? Do you think he threw a punch? Did he throw no, inside the, pitches? If the, if the manager's smart, they left him in sitting inside i was gonna say i would have been like you get back you are the only thing we got going for us so if i there i don't know if this was it i'm trying to think there's definitely something in the past week whenever there was one of those like really weird situations like a ninth inning a closer was in they were trying to close out the game and the reliever 
threw inside and hit somebody. When I say threw inside, not intentionally, I do not believe. But he was blaming the ball, saying that the ball was slippery. Yes. And okay. the night before, this a pitcher said, hey, the ball just felt, didn't feel like I was getting as much grip. And then the next day, a pitcher, literally, I think it was from the Angels, threw ball after ball that the umpire threw to him off to the side saying, slippery, slippery, slippery. Yep. I don't know where that ended, but I think this was all part of this whole situation. Um, and if that's true, I mean, we've talked about baseballs a lot in the humidor and all of that. Like, I'm not sure. I don't think a slippery baseball does anything for the hitter, aside from maybe getting them hit. But if I don't know, this would be interesting if this continues, what, what baseball has to say or what the players have to say. So going with what we, our Mount Massive topic from this week, I was looking into like other deaths, you know, in sports just because I mean, morbid, but whatever. And the there was a guy who got beamed in the head by an MOB pitch. It was like 1920 or something. But and he didn't die on the spot, but he died later from that injury. And that is where they started looking at like um, impurities with the ball and stuff like that and like grip and all of that. And having like a if a ball is damaged, it needs to be tossed out. So it's a real thing. Impressive. Impressive. All right. One last topic. And this one really is for Jim. Jake Paul and Tommy Fury are gonna fight. Question mark. That's why I went. Definitely. Definitely question mark. They are. Wow, that's not true. Because uh, Mr. Paul was on the TikTok today saying that uh, Mr. Tyson is trying to back out because he cannot have his father in his corner. His father, who is a felon here in the United States and cannot come over the border, cross the seas, and has not been able to for years, he's now using that excuse as to why he doesn't want to fight Mr. Paul. Mr. Fury's father? Yes. He was also the Gypsy King's father? Yes. And so Paul is saying, listen, let's do it the, the let's do it the real boxer way. Let's have nobody in the corners. Let's go. <clears throat> I tell you what, we've started this show with the Paul brothers and our utter dishatred for them. They are nothing if not the best hype men to the point where, like, I'm starting to sympathize with this Paul brother because, like, the way he talks shit is not bad. It obviously works. Like he bat, he throws it out there like let's go, and it's like if if Tyson doesn't answer the call that Mister Paul has thrown down, Tyson is, looks Tyson looks like a bitch. This is Tommy Fury. This isn't Tyson Fury. This is his brother. Right. Well, yeah, I keep calling Mister Tyson. Yeah, I would say don't. Yeah, Mister Fury. Tyson Tyson Fury would dismantle Jake Paul. <laughs> I don't huh? know. You don't think the world heavyweight champion would not fighting, kill but... Jake Paul? Yeah, I don't know much about fighting, but I'm going to agree with Muffler. I don't know that he would dismantle him. What is Jake Paul going to do to Tyson Fury, who probably Fury! has him by like five or six inches on his reach? 
Fury is not the most agile fighter. He doesn't have to be when he keeps him out here the whole time. Paul's a quick moving guy. To go to this fight, I have. Jim, I think Paul wins. I think one. Jim just said that Jake Paul's the best fighter in the world. Ah, no, I think no, that's no, what no. Jim just Jim just say. Jim no, just no, tell no. Jake Paul is the best fighter in the world. Everyone I don't think listening. Tyson Fury is the greatest fighter in the world. First of all, let me go on record saying Tyson Fury is not that good. In well, terms of heavyweight fighters, no. Heavyweight no. heavyweight fighters all time. Yeah. Well, he's still the best right now. And that's not saying much about the heavyweight division. Yeah. First of all. So Jim could fight in heavyweight division, I think. No, no, I would get killed. <laughs> would you Absolutely. fight Jake? Would you fight Jake Paul? No. Would you fight Tommy Fury? No. I don't I don't I can't think of anybody that you would fight. No. I'm being honest. Alex, I would, throw, Alex, throw out a name. Oh, someone Jim would fight? Yeah, maybe. Consider it. Stephen uh, A. Smith. Would you fight Stephen A. Smith? Yes. Would, would you fight Skip like, Bayless? Oh, hands down. What? No. Would you fight yes. Mark? Would you fight Mark Emmert? Oh yeah. Would you fight Kevin? Oh yeah. Yeah. Harbaugh, hands down. I was gonna. Say. I think you'd have a match on your hands with Harbaugh. Yeah, I think no way. I think he'd mesmerize you with his khaki pants. That's true. I think the, the Paul brother takes the uh, younger Fury brother. I, that's that's my hot take. <laughs> Is this the end of quick thoughts? Do we have other thoughts, questions? Thoughts. Do we get no, anything else to go? Guys, go on it just because it's the last topic. But Alex, do you have any thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on today? What do you think about Shohei? Shohei's a, I mean, Shohei's a monster. He's a great baseball player. I'm so mad at you right now. Like I'm so distracted. He's mad at me. And this wraps up quick thoughts. It does wrap up quick thoughts. Brings us to the end of the episode. 72 days till NFL football starts. How many days till college football, Jim? I don't know. You got me so mad. I can't I can't find my counter. I think it's 60, <laughs> I think it's 60 some days. Yeah, it's like 64. 60 some days to college football. Keep getting into the matchups with us. If you have anybody that would like to be a guest as we start football season, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Football experts, gurus. Or we just got a big, big Nate. Big Nate's coming in. Nate does have to start getting in the fold. Nate and Sam. Mm-hmm. I we're still being back bopping, even though it might not make it to the YouTube anymore. I don't care if it does or not. We'll see. How, how dare he call us out? It is Jack Hartman? You were you're on the list. The list of people the list. that the list of people that when we get huge and famous and it's like, oh, who would you have brought along for the journey if you could have? Like, could have oh, brought could, you, Jack. Could have been Jack Hartman, but could have been you, but you're playing. But you're playing. Remember, follow us at Sports Jim Muff at Instagram and Twitter, Sports Stuff W forward slash Jim Amber Sand Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. Hit the bell, as Jim likes to say. Get the bell so, on. Subscribe, like, comment, rate, review, download, listen. And as always, tell a friend, make a friend, be a friend.